ML Nation, episode 443. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan here. Welcome to a special episode where you get to hear what's going on behind the scenes at ML Nation and the close-up view of, yes, of my life. This is where I not only get the latest news about ML Nation, but a sneak peek inside the life of an entrepreneur, the latest adventures I'm going through, my journey as a husband and father, my wins and lessons, my reflections and deep thoughts, what I'm currently reading and learning. And also in each episode, I share a valuable lesson that's helped me build two successful businesses. Many of you contact me through email, Facebook, and I figured this is the best way I can talk to you and also share what's going on with my life and the lessons learned. I warn you though, I'm definitely not perfect and I make a ton of decisions that uh, I kind of quote unquote regret, but I'm also grateful for because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be where I am. My goal is to share with you how to avoid the mistakes I made. One thing I tell you though, my life is not easy and wouldn't want it anyway because entrepreneurial life is never easy being building a business, raising three boys, being active in their lives and still being a husband. Um, it's not easy, but the reason I do what I do is because of a different purpose of having a positive impact as many lives as possible and the fulfillment I get from helping others. And that's what drives me. And if anyone ever tells you that once you cook made it, it's easy, they either full of lies and BS or they've never made it yet. So anyway, welcome to behind the scenes at ML Nation. And I share with you, I am rusty, but you believe it or not, I normally get this right away. This is actually my third take doing this. Uh, I just got back from a three, actually two day, it seems like for a long time, uh, retreat with my church. And it was awesome. Just um, getting a spirit, you know, getting grounded, rooted again spiritually, finding my bigger purpose in life, uh, realizing how much more I need to do. Um, and yeah, it's been good. But I am a little rusty, by the way. I was teaching my son that too, that I, you know, he got punished. He did something. He, he didn't play baseball for like eight, nine days. And the other day, he got back on the field. And he wasn't good. He got frustrated. And I just told him, hey, just keep going, and then you get better. And, of course, the second day, he got a little better. But the third day, he hit it. Um, the parents of one of my friends were so impressed by what he was doing. And I, was, and I asked him, see, what did you learn? He's like, well, you know what it means to be rusty. If you don't practice and work on it every day, you will get a little rusty. And when I started this recording this, that's how I felt. Because it's been like, you know, you can get rusty pretty quickly. Now, some people... It, you know, you can go on for longer. For me, I miss one or two days and I feel like I'm nearly not on the top of my game. You know, one of the things I do with, uh, right before this was I do my insider Q&A. If you're an insider member, uh, by the way, we just closed it off. But if you want to get on a waiting list, you can go to mlnationinsider.com. Uh, you get to ask me questions every day. And while I was there in the mountains, uh, they didn't have internet. I did reply back to questions, but I didn't do a Facebook Live. And I didn't do a Facebook Live for just two days and I felt I was rusty. Um, but... Hey, so you may feel that way. If you took a time off from prospecting, you're not working on your DMO, you may be rusty. You may not be getting the results. And that's and that's one of the things that drives me always to be consistent. Um, now, this was because I went away on a retreat. Um, I, had, I felt like I needed to take that time off. But other than that, I'm always every... If I do something, it's always hardcore every single day because I wanted to stay on the top of my game. I knew if I take one day off, two days off, I lose it a little bit. And... 
Yeah, we haven't done a behind-the-scenes episode. I think the last time was December 20th, so about over a month now. And I feel like, oh, when I first started out, like, oh, blah, 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 oh, the words just wouldn't come out. But anyway, focus on the thing that motivates you and, it, you know, stay consistent. Now, if you all feel a little rusty, it's okay. Just do it. I know, like, I got uh, four or five podcast interviews this week. Immediately get it back. Just get yourself back into activity. That's the easiest way to get back, okay? If you ever, if you're down, not good, just do activity. Remember, you got to be bad before you can be good. And you got to be good before you become great. And I was pretty bad. This is, so that's why it's my third take. So anyway, so much has gone, gone on. Uh, you know, Simon says, for those who watch the show, thank you so much for the feedback. Uh, that's really to make a big, even bigger impact is to make something funny. Uh, and I've been self-development. I actually been taking an online course about comedy, uh, com- stand-up comedy. Uh, my brother's just stand-up comedian, but... Do this on the side, but uh, really being funnier and to make MLM training, adding another aspect of it and being more. I always teach this to my, you know, coaching clients that when you're a trainer, you just can't be the same stuff. You got to be really funny, entertaining. You're entertaining to capture people's uh, ADD, at, you know, get their attention. So I'm really seeing myself as en- more and more as an entertainer and make the training fun. So hopefully you're laughing right now, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so. Simon says three times, if you haven't seen it, three times a week, every Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, and talks about online duplication. That's what helped me get to, you know, build a seven-figure business. Online duplication all the way back in 2004, from early 2004, from doing landing pages to helping, you know, do pay-per-click, expand in Malaysia to Philippines, um, build a million-dollar million business, learn how to track online, recruit online, duplicate online. So, Anyway, thank you for the feedback. If you haven't, go check it out. Just go to mlmnation.com. If you want to submit a question for me to answer on the show, go to mlmnation.com as well. We'd love to happy to help you answer your question, have you on the show, uh, and answer your question on the show. So uh, a couple of lessons um, before I talk about the big uh, the words I'm going to focus for this year. First, a uh, great book I read, just kind of skimmed a little bit, Daddy Caddy, in terms of, you know, being more and more involved with my son. My son's starting Little League. He's actually skipping a level uh, for baseball. He went from T-ball, skipping the rookie league, go right to minors. And, uh, you know, went from one practice, one game, to two practices a week now and a game. And my second, and he's doing basketball. And then my second son is starting T-ball as well. Um, thanks to my one of my good friends from college, recommended book, Daddy Caddy. Okay, it, now, the book is mostly about golf, but the first opening chapter is about... Uh, not overcoaching. That's what I learned. Not to overcoach my son and keep it fun. That's a very big, uh, good book that I read. Daddy Caddy. Especially, I'm very intense. My son is intense. Uh, not letting the sport. We both love it and have fun, but not letting it ref- affect our relationship. I actually added something to my new dream board. Having my son, he loves baseball so much. I was just, hey, I told my wife, you know, I don't want, he doesn't need to be a pro. But if he keeps it up and he loves it, it'll be cool you know, for him to get a baseball scholarship. And not just, but baseball scholarship. And I put on my dream board to play Stanford baseball. You know, that'd be pretty cool. I always wanted, Stanford was one of my dream schools, a great school for entrepreneurs. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't get in. But for if my son could, you know, have great grades and play baseball to get in, baseball, help him get in, hey, that would be, it's on my dream board. By the way, the picture of Stanford graduation has been on my Coco movie, my dream board. Like I play every morning. Some of you know about my movie. I you know, there's a bunch of images that I play over and over again in my mind. Talk about conditioning, morning routine. It's one of the first things I do. I take a list of things, what I've accomplished, and the things that I'm going, 
and I played a certain song, Chariots of Fire, over and over and over again. And uh, having my kids graduate from Stanford, I mean, that talks about uh, my parenting, give, give them grounded, give them a solid foundation, has always been on that movie. And now I'm adding baseball into it. Baseball, hey, we'll help them. You know, by the way, that's an example of when you really focus on something, the ideas just come. I never thought about baseball in school until recently, until my son got really into it. And he's, uh, he's only six and a half, but better than eight-year-old kids. I start thinking about that. Again, you know, we're still 10 years away. We'll see. But he loves it. And I love spending the time with him. And we're both having a blast. And uh, we're actually one of the highlights for this year. We, we plan, plan to take him to New York to Yankee Stadium because we're Yankee fans. Cool Yankees. Sorry, Dodger fans, Boston Red Sox fans. But uh, anyway, Daddy carries a great book. Um, and also, challenge, you know, learning the lesson about balancing. Uh, my son also started playing basketball, too. And, you know, I actually played basketball. A lot of people uh, have asked me. I played basketball in college back at Columbia. Uh, played JV basketball there. It was kind of like a B team. Uh, but I did get to travel, play against different schools. Uh, it was one of my lifetime dreams at that time to play college ball, and I got to do that. And so I actually would not been focused as much basketball with my son as baseball. Just, hey, just focus on one thing, and it'll, the basketball will come later on. Now, thing that helped me out, let's shift a little bit to uh, business-wise, is uh, I've been more productive working on themed days. Okay, themed days, meaning... Uh, because assignment says it's kind, it's kind of very similar to what you can apply for your business. When I was building my um, MLM business, I always did separate certain times for certain activities. Like when I invite or follow up call, I always chose it between a certain time where sometimes I even take a quick power ten minute power nap to do that because I was refreshed and require a lot of brain cells. And when I was not as uh, not you know sharp, more tired. I would just meet friends online, right? Because me and some of my friends online. Hey, how you doing? What's up? I, I like what you posted in the Facebook group. What's going on? That's easy. But communicating with someone, doing a presentation, sending them out to listen to the objections, require more brain power. And I always did certain follow ups at certain specific times of the day when I was fresher. And I'm applying that same thing to what I'm doing now. I theme days were like, for example, Mondays at ML Nations Weekly is my planning week, strategizing Monday finances, Monday starting off the week. Uh, I no longer do any interviews on Monday. Tuesday is uh, we do shooting for Simon Says. And uh, I can't believe, but training is easy for me. It's fun. But the acting, acting out the characters, that is actually drains up tremendous amounts of my mental energy. Uh, so Tuesdays and afterwards, I just do admin afterwards. I um, spend some time with my kid playing baseball. And then Wednesday is uh, interviews. So if you haven't noticed, uh, we only do ML Nation podcast interviews on Wednesday now. Now, there may be four or five interviews in one day, but that's the interview day. So when I wake up, I know my mindset is interview. And then Thursday, Friday, a buffer days where I do, uh, do all types of stuff, right? Coaching and things like that. Uh, by the way, I do also do coaching calls on Tuesday, Wednesday, but most bulk of it's Monday, Thursday, Fridays uh, after a certain time. I normally never do phone calls in the morning because that's when I am working on my creative stuff. I like that. Even while I'm recording right now, uh, using my mental energy to share, it's, uh, it's 6.26 a.m. in the morning right now. I never do this behind the scenes nor in the afternoon when I'm more drained. So theme days has definitely been helpful. Now, share with you uh, books that I've read that have been helpful. Uh, before that, I've been reading a lot more. I mean, getting back to reading again, and one of the things that have been helpful is reading with my kids. Now, I always read to my kids before they go, went to bed since they were young, 
But one thing I've been doing is reading with the kids, meaning 10 minutes a day, uh, 10 minutes every night before they go to bed, everyone picks up a book and we sit in the room and read. Now, I don't care what happens. We all read. We all read. And, and you know, for parents, it's about modeling. I want my kids to be reader learners. It's important for them to see. And my sons, they copy everything I do. It's almost scary. I was like, oh my goodness. I kind of like my accountability partners. If I say, uh, and I really work, do my best not to say something negative. Because if I'm negative, they become negative. And I'll give you an example. One, um, even two years ago, when they were four years old, when my oldest son was four, I played basketball. I was playing basketball at a church retreat, and I wasn't prepared to play. I wasn't planning to play. But I had a t-shirt on. And when I play ball, I don't like, I can't wear it on a t-shirt to play basketball for some reason. It bothers my shooting. And I have to wear like a tank top or like a sleeveless shirt. And so I rolled up my t-shirt, my sleeve, just so like it frees me up because I was wearing a tight shirt. And all of a sudden, I see my son rolling up his sleeve as well. Even though he had no idea why I did that, he's playing on the, on the cycle, shooting by himself, doing that. And that was like one of the first times I went, oh my goodness, I really have to watch what I do, what I say. Uh, talk about leading by example because my son is watching every step. So... Every night, 10 minutes, we read for 10 minutes. I set a timer. Everyone picks out a book. Uh, my second son sometimes gets a little, uh, when he first started, a little bored. But it doesn't matter. If you're not reading, there's two rules. You cannot leave and you cannot talk. You can sit in silence, watch us read, but you cannot talk and you cannot leave. You sit there for 10 minutes and watch us reading. And uh, in my, I'm really proud of him. Even my second son, he can stay there focused now. Now, he may finish a book really quickly. You know, he just grabs another book. But we all read 10 minutes. And so not only am I teaching them reading, but the cool part is I'd be able to read more before. Because I was, you know, I shared before that mistake that people read is they expect to read for 30 minutes. No one has, no one, I haven't met many people can, can stay focused and read for 30 minutes. But everyone can read for five minutes, 10 minutes. If you can't read for 10 minutes, start with one minute, two minutes, build it up. And it's kind of like what I'm doing with my kids, building up their um, the ability to sit still and read. Build it up. And for me, it's like 10 minutes is a sweet spot. If I go more than that, I get distracted. Less than that, I want to read more. So I read now in two three chunks of time during the day. Uh, definitely in the morning at like 6.45, 7 a.m. in the morning before I walk the dog, I read for 10 minutes. I may read another uh, in the afternoon, and then I read at night 10 minutes. So it's gotten another 10 minutes of reading, allowed me to read much uh, more and learn more. A couple of great books I read, and um, Extreme Leadership, pretty good book. Thanks to my friend Jesse Lee Ward for recommending that. Uh, superstar leader Jesse Lee Ward. Extreme Leadership by Jocko Wilnick. Um, especially like military. Uh, now, the lessons there were a little basic for me. I did get one thing out of it, and that's totally, you know, leadership is, a, the one thing is, it's what you tolerate. It's not what you say, it's what you tolerate. That's what pe- that's what people follow you for. Um, that's the example you set. Not necessarily what you do, but what you allow to happen. That was uh, very, very helpful for me. And I, I say I, rec- I like the book because I love military. If you love military, the stories there are incredible. And good book about a good uh, leadership lessons as well. Extreme leadership. Uh, also read a great book on necessary endings by Dr. Henry Cloud. Uh, what are the relationships, things in your life, or just things you do that need to end, right? Things that you have to prune away. Obviously, the ones that are dead or the ones that are dying, and also things that go good but not great needs to be pruned. Uh, necessary endings by Dr. Henry Cloud. Another older book is called How We Know What Isn't So. How we know what isn't so. I uh, read a little bit about it, and then I kind of stopped, put it down. But good stuff about a lot of things that we think are true but not true. 
Uh, for example, like in basketball, if someone hits a couple, three shots in a row, he's hot, right? Or someone who misses three shots in a row, he's bad. If it's like a same level type of player, believe it or not, there's a greater chance the person who missed the three shots will hit his next shot. So you actually, instead of passing the ball to the guy who's hot, quote-unquote hot, you should pass the ball to the Pass the ball to the guy who missed three shots in a row. That guy has a much better chance of hitting. So goes over a lot of things that we misjudge because of uh, just you know myth or fable, you know uh, tall tales or whatever the way we see things uh, is not backed by facts. Very good, good book. How we know what isn't so. Another book I went back to reread. I totally changed my life three years ago. Was All Day Energy Diet. All Day Energy Diet by Yui. Ekframe, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, talk, you know, I just needed this book helped me get away from caffeine. I used to be addicted to caffeine, um, and really, just reviewing it, just you know, drinking more greens, um, avoid the sweets, avoid gluten. And so, if you want more energy in your life, it definitely works. Drinking more water, all day energy diet, great book there. And last thing, I shared this book for probably the months already. Uh, Seeking wisdom. By Peter Bevelin. It's based on Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger's advice. Two things there I'm going to end on this is so good. One of them was he did had an excerpt of his speech to Harvard Business School. And this is Charlie Munger. And instead of saying how to be successful, he said, I'm going to teach you how to be miserable. Miserable, right? You want to live a life of misery where you're unhappy. You want to basically just commit suicide. Life sucks for you. You do a couple of things. And the first thing, it was, it was kind of funny though, he said, the way he said it. And the first thing you want to live a life of misery, misery, be miserable, is be unreliable. Be unreliable. Because once you're unreliable, no one wants to do business with you, no one wants to be friends with you, no one trusts you, and you're just going to be, it's going to be a downward spiral where you're just going to be a life of miserable unhappiness and not achieve anything. So if you want to, Nation, if you want to be successful, first thing, be reliable. And I, as I thought back, all the people I look, respect, my close friends, are people I would trust, they're all very, very reliable. Okay, so be reliable, don't be unreliable. Um, the last thing, this was a major, uh, one of the major aha moments for 2017 for me as, as I read the book was every, you, you know, talk about gambling. Now, I'm not a gambler. I don't gamble. I'm actually really uh, anti-gambling. But he says, everyone is a gambler. I was like, what? I'm a gambler? I don't gamble. And there's only one, because there's only one thing in life that we never get back. There's one thing in life that we never get back, and that's time. And so every decision you make is a gamble. Why? Because you're gambling. So I'm gambling. I'm doing this podcast so I can make a bigger impact to you. So I can get fulfillment, right? You're listening to this podcast because you're gambling that you get something out of it. Everything we do is a gamble. Every morsel of food you put into your mouth is a gamble. It's going to make you feel better, help you live longer, or make you die earlier. Everything we do is a gamble. Uh, And... Every prospect you talk to is a gamble. Is it worth your time? Every email, every message you reply back, everything you do is a gamble. And when that put thing that put things in total another perspective for me, as I thought about like you know all the stuff I want to do with my kids, really be super super anal with my time. So um, hopefully that helped. That again comes from the book P- uh, Seeking Wisdom by Peter Bevelin. And last thing I'll end, I, I did say the three words of the day, three words of the year, themes. I don't like to think about goals as much. I, I want to, I like to think about who might be coming. Three words for us is efficient, inexperienced, and big time. 
ML Nation, we could be even more efficient than ever. We can improve the experience of whether you listen to the podcast, watch Simon Says, or be one of our coaching clients who want to make the awesome, awesome memorable experience and really hitting the next level, build an eight-figure business big, big time, and it's affecting the decisions we're making. So, And then personally for me, it's also become efficient. So that's the company words. And for me, it is efficient. Also, uh, loving. I could always be loving more and giving. Giving, giving, giving. Find ways to give back more to this our community and to this world. So that's it. Thank you for listening. And let's make it happen. We're almost to the end of the first month of 2018 over. So let's go back. Think of what are your three words do you plan to. Remember, be and then you become. Okay? Stop being that person. So for me, it's loving, giving, and efficient. Stop being Wherever you are, maybe you need to be a better leader, better recruiter, better father, better parent, better whatever it is, be and you become. So focus on that. Thank you for listening to Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be part of this amazing profession. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today. Now head over to MLMNation.net for valuable recaps of every show and also to get your free training resource on how to use online duplication to grow your business. Thanks again for being a part of this amazing profession.